Hello, and welcome to the Will to Win podcast. This is Alex Muir, helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. And in today's episode, episode two, this is an episode of The Inner Circle, my personal friends, mentors, and advisors that have helped shape my life in a meaningful way. And my next, uh, my next upcoming guest is going to be Aaron Brune. And I'll give you a little bit of background around Aaron Brune. Aaron and me uh, currently work together in the promotional products industry. Aaron uh, is an alumni of North Allen College. He's got a background in graphic design and web development for the last five years. He's part of the Gen Z. Um, he's done sales or automotive sales uh, for, he did, he has background in automotive sales of three years and yeah. And Aaron, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I appreciate you uh, taking, uh, uh, taking the call today and also uh, wanted to delve into kind of today's topic. And today's topic is how to stay in the right headspace. Now, this is something that is really, um, is becoming really common nowadays, mindfulness, um, meditation, you know, people's uh, spirituality, um, you know, different ways to stay in the right headspace. And I wanted to kind of um, get your take on that because, you know, I know, I know we worked, we work together closely at work and I've seen the way that you carry yourself. Um, you seem very calm, uh, cool, calm and collected. And, and I'm quite a type A personality. So I always like to learn, um, you know, different strategies from other people, kind of how they, you know, how do you cope, you know, day to day mentally, kind of what is your mental framework and what kind of what strategies do you use to stay in the right headspace? Oh, definitely. And it, it's absolutely imperative in so many ways to make sure that, you know, when you come to work, you come to work to work and you keep your head in the right space. And let's just say it always is about copious amounts of coffee as well, too. That really <laughs> helps, of course, right? And, you know, keep the laser focus going on. But ultimately, it's really trying to separate what is the most imperative thing. And, you know, like I said, leaving when you come to work to work, you kind of leave everything at the door. And it was something that I learned from a, a sales manager pre at one of my previous jobs as car salesman. It was the first time I was ever selling cars and I'll leave out his name, of course, because, you know, I, he hasn't given me consent or anything, but needless to say, he, it was the first job I had. And when I first came into work, he was like, Aaron, you know, I need you to really be focused on everything here. So if you've got anything kind of going on, keep it in a bag and leave it at the door there. And the same thing goes when you leave here, you know, it's going to be really stressful days and everything, but don't take that home. And it, it kind of hit me really deep down because. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, permit. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, so I got, uh, that's what he said to me. So, you know, you have to leave it at the door. It's so important. And I kind of carried that with every job I've done since then. Right on, right on. And that's some really good advice because um, what a lot of us, you know, we, we do it without even realizing it is we put on our work face when we're at work and we put on our personal face when we're outside of work, right? Because mm -hmm. we're essentially, we're two different people in two different environments, right? We, we put on the work face and we're in the work environment and the personal face, we're in the personal environment. So it's definitely... Uh, like you said, it's definitely an environmental uh, shift, mental shift that you have to make. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to make that shift when you go into any workplace. You know, you have to think about how you're going to best 
uh, deal with the dynamics throughout the day. Like so many things can get thrown at you. And so it's, I also think it's really important to help that helps keep you in the headspace is finding the like-minded people and finding the people that you're close with or you connect with when you're at work, you know, because you can have workers that affect that wholeheartedly that want to try to get you out of that mindset and kind of be with them in their feelings. And sometimes you kind of have to separate yourself from those people, right? Like you can't let other people bring you down either. So no, no, for sure. Yeah. You definitely got to, um, you know, connect, connect with the people that, you know, treat with respect and are like minded, like you said, but at the same time, when, when you notice that people, you know, there's some people that aren't, which there always is in every workplace or, or any environment, um, you just got to make sure you're, you're extra quiet, right? Oh, exactly. And like, you know, keep, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I think everyone's kind of heard that growing up from parents or wherever, right? Like, and it's so true. You know, if you don't got something nice to say, don't say anything at all, because you're just going to make more animosity and tension. And then that gets ruins the, the way that you deal throughout the day and it's going to affect your performance. And you don't no, want no, that. For sure. For sure. You want to lift each other up and always have peak performance whenever possible. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of peak performance, um, would you say, um, you know, I'm, I, I, w- I would not say I'm a morning person, but you've inspired me to get my butt out of bed in the morning earlier. And ever <laughs> since then, I've noticed, I, I feel like I've reaped the rewards within a two week time span. So can you, can you explain that a little bit? Do you, do you feel like the early bird really does catch the worm? I I do think so. Yeah, there wasn't a a choice in the beginning, actually, as far as uh, getting up early, it just kind of happened that way with jobs that I've had, you know, being in the car business, every day was pretty much a 12 hour day, you start at seven, you leave at seven until the last person's gone, the last car's clean kind of thing. And, you know, it, it really changes your mindset when you go do that six days a week. And then when you go outside of that and you're no longer in that environment where you're grinding and grinding six days a week and stuff you kind of want that a bit and your body can't not do that like I even tried to stay in and sleep in longer and go to work at 8 30 or 9 o'clock and do a normal 9 to 5 like most people do and it's just it's not there it's not the same feeling because you you finish the day feeling like oh now the day's over and then it keeps and then it throws you out of that mindset again right like and then yeah. actually just the sheer fact of getting up at you know five o'clock or five thirty most mornings now and going to work at seven it keeps me in that loop it keeps me in that mindset that's right. That's right. Yeah. Cause I, you know, um, like I mentioned, like you, you've inspired me to get up earlier and, you know, been doing it for the last two weeks and I've just noticed a huge surge, uh, not only of confidence, but just, um, you get, you can, we can get so much done before 12 PM. Like, and, and, you know, and, um, because we have a lot of clients on the, on the East coast, you know, that's like, that's like prime time for us. Like, you know, once it hits 12 PM, it's like the end of the day, basically. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 12 o'clock rolls around one o'clock rolls around the day's done for people out back East and things like that. And I feel that so many, so much more can be done first thing in the morning because it's just you and the computer, you know, you've got the time before people start getting to work and you can get yourself prepared. And whether that's having a routine, like, getting your coffee before you start doing a stretch, things like that, 
you know, just little things like that. They're almost like small victories because you're not going into work when everyone else is and going firing on all cylinders kind of thing, right? Like you can, you can lead up to it, but then you get all your stuff set up and you get your day set up. Yeah. You set, you're setting your day up for success and you're not going in tired and wired. Yeah, exactly. Not tired (laughs) and wired. Love that. Love that. Right on, right on. And another thing I want to uh, ask you about is where where does your drive and your ambition come from? Do you feel like it's a combination of, of both your parents or do you feel like it's more more one parent than the other? I I do. I do feel it's uh, a, a combination of both, you know, and, you know, drive and ambition. You know, it, it does come down to what I really like to do. And for the longest time, I didn't really even know what I was kind of doing it for. And it that kind of leads into even a concept too of, you know, what's our purpose, right? And yeah. I can't honestly say I found my purpose, but I do feel like I have found reasons to keep striving and doing that, right? And I found that drive actually with my own relationships, my own personal relationships, whether it's um, my relationship with my girlfriend or my family and things like that, or even as simple as like my dog, right? You, I get up in the morning because I want to try to work the hardest I can to give the best future, right? Whatever that may be, whether it's more financial security or secure career, you know, those are the things that keep me going, right? Because I think if I don't put in what I can to the most extent possible, how can I go back home? Right. How can I go back home and not have the results? Right. Like I feel like you need to find your reason, whether it's family or not. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a really good one. And I can really relate to you on the relationship side. I feel I really value my relationships above all else. Um, you know, career is extremely high priority for me, but my relationships are basically an even higher priority because the thing with relationships is they're, you know, they're very brittle. Like, you know, if you, if you, um, don't spend the time to create and cultivate new relationships or maintain and create, you know, great existing relationships, then they can fall apart very quickly and, you know, uh, career on the other hand, yes, you can have some minor setbacks or some major setbacks, but you can bounce back so fast, more faster than you think. And there's nothing better than a comeback when it comes to your, your career as well. So, um, I mean, that's my take on, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Definitely. I, I couldn't agree more with that, you know, and it's the relationships you build are really important. They so are. Because it's not really what you know anymore. You should have a head on your shoulders and some education, of course. But it is who you know and who you talk to and where you get things like references, tidbits, or even just information. Picking knowledge, having a a person or a colleague to message about something you read randomly, right? Because you want to be dynamic you want to be able to bounce ideas off of other people and that sometimes people don't have that because they've broken those relationships they didn't care to make them or cultivate them and even goes with family too you know sometimes people feel like it's easier to be a lone wolf and work hard and forget about the rest kind of thing when you can work hard with the support you don't have to carry everything on your own you know yeah yeah and 
And I like what you said there, um, like, you know, trying to do the lone, lone wolf approach. And, you know, that can only work to a certain point, but you're going to need a team. Everyone needs a team of people behind them, the relationships that they built, um, you know, picking, picking off, you know, picking people's brains that are smarter than them. And, and I'm the first one to admit, I might not be the smartest person in the room, but I am a person that is willing and open to learn from others that are smarter than me and pick up, um, you know, perspective uh, from other people. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest strengths that people can have is knowing their limits, right? Recognizing when they need to stop. And it's always good to push further and to learn as much as you can. But if you know that, you know, there's a, a limit to what you can do, or, you know, you don't have the experience that way, it's not shameful or, um, debilitating a way to ask for help and ask those people who do know how to do it right. Right. So then that way you're not left either looking foolish or silly, trying to be a macho man, right. Trying to yeah. be more than what you are. Right. Like I feel more strongly asking someone that actually knows what they're doing. Right. To yeah. help with a project. Right. Or instead of me trying to just research everything because I had a bad knack for that a real bad knack for trying to know everything and try to tell people, yeah, I can figure that out. I can do that. And I still have a, frankly, a bad knack for saying yes to things. Even though <laughs> I, I shouldn't say yes sometimes because yeah, it can drive yeah. you nuts, but oh, it's now sure. getting to a point where you need to just say, no, I don't yeah. know that. And you need to develop your strengths stronger. No, that's, that's really good. Yeah. And, um, cause I feel, I feel like it's ingrained in us since early childhood, you know, especially in school about this fear of failure and this fear of like, you know, like, Oh, you got to figure out it all on your own. And if, and if you try and ask someone else and you're going to appear as uneducated or don't know what you're doing or oh, yeah. incompetent. And that's, and that's been ingrained in us since, you know, you know, we're kids a lot. I mean, a lot of us, I don't know about you, but. Oh, definitely. But, but definitely. Uh, like you just, yeah, you, you feel, um, you know, mainly in school, like, yeah, like if you try and ask a question or whatever, when they, when they say, oh, there's no such thing as a stupid question, but it's not, it's not that there's no such thing as a stupid question. It's more how the rest of the room makes you feel when you try and ask certain questions, right? And, exactly. And they're all about this environment. They say a safe environment for you to just, you know, hash out ideas, but it's not the case. A lot of people get you know shut 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 down or shunned you know for saying just what's on their mind and that shouldn't be the case it should be more um a cultivation of new and and interesting ideas whether they be you know uh, there's no such thing as a stupid idea i don't think and i don't think there's anything such thing as a stupid question it's just more of like you want to really focus on like how you make people feel right exactly yeah because nothing is cultivating to speak of anymore there's so many workplaces where people are toxic management's toxic and even sometimes customers too but you need to have a cultivating cultivating environment where people build each other up they build on their strengths their achievements achievements and small victories and that's something that they don't teach i feel they don't talk about properly in school like when you say something it's going to hurt people's 
feelings and it's not going to allow them to be who they are right it's not it's not going to allow them to figure the things out on their own right because if you can have a collaborative environment that's just going to foster good feelings no matter what whether it's in the environment itself it's if it's at work or at school but also internally too you're going to feel good inside and out and it's going to allow you to look after yourself more you'll want to get up in the morning early you'll want to crack open you know that new can of coffee and hit the gym after and do more things because you feel good because people are building you up they're going yeah you did that yesterday you did a great job and it helps you stay in that mindset finding the like-minded people yeah yeah no i totally agree yeah, and that's that's what I feel is missing sometimes is more collaboration and the collaboration of, of ideas, just collaborating together on different projects. And then but but yeah, just just having the ability to speak up um, no matter what, you know, you just you just feel you can and and having the confidence to do so because, you know, you're in you're in a room full of people that, you know, are, are, are uh, inspiring or they're inspired by you and uh, you all want to work together towards a common goal. Definitely. That's where the biggest money is. That's where, you know, people are being successful. They're making the money and their businesses are getting recognized is through that cultivation. Cause now you can, people speak about that afterwards, even if they don't stay there, they'll go back and be like, Hey, this was a really good workplace to be at, you know, and, or a school or a course, right. It's everything is about the environment and the person. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the environment makes the person even yeah. more. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Well, chameleons take the color of their environment, right? You know, yeah, they blend yeah. in. So it's almost like how people's brains work too. After a certain while, you you can almost start to believe something if someone tells you it enough, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a key statement right there. Yeah, and that's something that my parents told me actually as well. Um, my dad actually told me he's like, even if someone is is full of it. And then they don't know they don't necessarily believe in the moment in themselves, but when they say it enough, when they say that they believe in something, right? Or they're pitching something, then eventually it'll sink in. Mm-hmm. Even if even if it's not necessarily the best product or you know, or best service. If you if you say it enough, you'll 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 it'll make yourself believe it and others believe it. That's true. And it can be someone's downfall too, but more often than not, if you're doing it for the right reasons and it's, and you're doing it for the reasons that align with your good intentions and your beliefs, then it's going to be beneficial no matter what. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and that, that example that I was mentioning was uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. He's, he's probably not the best example, but he's a, he's a good example of that because that's someone that, yeah, like he, he was, he was very good at making something that's not the best seem the best. And because of like, make like, yeah, that belief that he, that he, you know, that he had in the back of his mind, that constant um, speaking things into existence, right? Exactly. Whether it be good or bad, if you, especially with a positive light, if you're, if you're a positive person and then you speak things into existence, I find that for myself is really effective. It, it makes me believe things over time. And, and it also, I always like to, that's why I always like to say statements when I'm around people, because I like to reaffirm and reassure them that I like that, like I'm, I'm working on this. I'm working towards this. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And it just helps you make your, yourself believe it. So, 
absolutely yeah, did, did you have any anything else to add any other thoughts on uh how to stay in the right headspace i got some excellent notes written down here a lot of awesome statements and quotes that you mentioned mm-hmm. but uh yeah if there's anything else uh before we wrap up definitely one last thing i'd like to say on that is you know keeping in the right headspace even comes down to what you put into your body as well yeah. not even so much the people you talk to and what you know environments you have but even what you're putting into your body it really makes a difference too you know and i never really kind of understood how much that changes your professional outlook your feelings overall until i'd met my girlfriend actually and her mom's a bit of a naturopath and you know when i met her i wasn't very best at keeping on you know daily good food regimens and things right and you know i'd be at the odd drive through here and there and eating that food growing growing up and into my college years and everything like that it it really was draining when compared to moving to more holistic food better for you food and something that in, it engages you it keeps you alive it you know, yeah, it, yeah. it almost, it beyond energizes you, of course, compared to having, you know, the $3 egg McMuffin, right? So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it no, is exactly. important. Yeah, yeah, no, and I completely agree. The, like, trying to eat as much whole food as you can, getting more, getting enough sleep, having some sort of training regimen, whether you do more cardio, or you do a combination of cardio and weights, and then flexibility. And then working on your mobility and flexibility, whether that's yoga or just uh, static stretching that your own routine that you got going on, doing all of that in conjunction with, um, for myself, meditation has made the world of a difference. Now, like yourself, I was pretty late to the nutrition game. I didn't really start to learn about what I was putting in my body till like age 19. I was okay. (laughs) I was okay when I was in high school, but I was still eating everything. Yeah, the right things and the wrong things, which isn't which isn't always the best strategy either, right? So, well, at least it's better than being one side, purely one side, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But but yeah, but that's uh, we got some awesome uh, awesome points today, uh, and I really thank you again, Aaron, for joining us on this podcast episode for uh, how to stay in the right headspace. Got some awesome uh, content there and some awesome quotes. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to do another episode in the future with you. Absolutely. I'd look forward to be invited back again. Thank you so much. Awesome. Right on, buddy. You take care. You as well. All right. Bye for now.